0: This is the Todd Vino Show on News 95.7. Time now for Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership. Brought to you by Clinton Wilkins Mortgage Team.
1: The Clinton Wilkins Mortgage Team. That sounds impressive,
2: I have to say. I mean, you've been there. I have been there. I'm a customer. You're a customer, and you've been to the office a couple of times. Yeah, we I met everybody. I, I
1: monitored. Is that the right term? Uh, a meeting?
2: A Facebook yeah, Live Yeah, I think thing? monitored or mediated. Mediated. Or who that's knows the what term. the what the right word is? That was well received, though. Eh? Yeah, it was really cool. It was great that we were able to do something so you know meaningful. And we were able to do a lot of content during Financial Literacy Month. Yeah. You know, financial literacy is one of those. You know, and I've said it before; is it's the last taboo. Nobody wants to talk about their income, their assets, and their credit—not to their friends, not to their family, sometimes not to their spouse. And you know, February is the month of love. So I think you know, the first place to start is at home. You know, looking in the mirror and really being open and honest about that. And and you know, not everyone does love their home. And mm-hmm. I think February is a great time to think about it. We're coming into the spring market, which is typically the busiest market in the entire year. Mm-hmm. So. Being ready, I think, is important, and it's not just about buying, buying, buying. Maybe you own a home already and you don't love it. What can you do to fix that, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, so uh, the whole purpose of this next half hour, folks, is to have interaction with you and and answer your questions. So whatever type of question it might be, perhaps you've got a renewal coming up. Uh, Perhaps you've got an interest rate, a mortgage rate that you don't know if it's competitive or fair. Maybe you've got some questions about your personal credit, and not sure what you qualify for, perhaps you're new to the country, perhaps you're a student graduating from university, Mm -hmm. perhaps you want to know how you might be able to leverage some funds for a down payment, all kinds of things you might be wondering right now, and there's some free advice here for you uh, by talking to Clinton. And the way to do that is to give us a call at 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Again, 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. And again, a little bit more about what you guys do, where people can find you and all of that stuff, and, and some of your lenders. and Because mm-hmm. not everybody knows what a broker does, right? So
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think mortgage brokers are one of the best things, because we're free. And it's one of the only things that's free in life. So I think information is power. And I think checking us out online is the first place to start. So you can certainly visit us at teamclinton.ca. radio There's all kinds of great information on there. And, uh, you know... Really starting with doing your research, I think, is so important. And when you go into wanting to, you know, achieve your dreams of homeownership, starting with a pre-approval is really the best, you know, the best thing to start with.
1: Okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, while uh, while we await some phone calls, 902-405-6000, again, or 877-801-8255, mortgage-related questions. Let's talk about uh, some news out of Ottawa this week, pretty impactful news as well when it comes to the mortgage stress test Tell us what the stress
2: test is. Well, lots of Canadians have been stressed about mortgage lending. I know it's kind of, you know, a little pun. But yep, sure. um, prior to this announcement, we were qualifying everyone on a posted interest rate. So we were qualifying everyone currently on a rate of 5.19. That doesn't mean that's the rate that's on your contract. That's what we were qualifying everyone on. So Why is that? Because they wanted to make sure that when a client's, you know, mortgage comes up for renewal, that they can afford to pay the mortgage even if it went up to that 5.19 okay. you know, rate. That's where the government thought that equilibrium rate would be. They think the average rate over a period of time would be at 5.19, and just to make sure that it's safe that when someone's mortgage renews, they're not underwater and they can't afford to make their payment. Mm-hmm. So going forward, starting on April 7th, we're going to start qualifying everyone on the street rate based on the week, plus 2%. So currently, the street rate is 2.89, we'll say plus two percent. So we're going to qualify them on 4.89. So you don't think it's a huge difference between five, you know, one, nine and four, eight, nine, but it actually makes about a three percent difference on what a consumer can afford. So in Halifax, let's say you can three percent big, three percent big. Yeah. So let's say that you could afford a mortgage for 250,000 today, mm-hmm. starting April 7th, you can afford an extra seventy five hundred dollars, wow. which that could make or break yeah. a transaction. And, you know, as we know in Halifax, there's less and less inventory, which means really the price is going to go up. So more affordability is great. And, you know, maybe you can afford a little bit more than what you wanted before. And, you know, I think that's good for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good for people who own a home now that want to buy a new home. And it's good for, for some home buyers trying to get into this market.
1: All right. So, what's the fundamental reason for this? Was was there, an, I guess you don't, maybe you don't know, but was there an outcry from the industry that just this was too, just not realistic, this 5.9%? Well,
2: I think industry was definitely campaigning. I know our professional organizations, Mortgage Professionals Canada, had been lobbying the federal government for, since the stress test came in to, you know, a fact saying that it was too aggressive. Mm-hmm. Prior to the stress test, we were qualifying people on their contract rate. So if their contract rate was 2.89, that's what they were qualifying on. So it was a huge difference between, you know, starting with the contract rate and going up to this new stress test rate. Mm-hmm. So it really took a lot of consumers out of the marketplace, and it also prevented some existing homeowners from buying up in the market. So it created a lot of economic challenges. And really, the way the reason that they did this was to slow the markets in Toronto and Vancouver. Right. But it had, you know, an adverse effect in Atlanta, Canada. And in the prairies that they weren 't really intending, is to. there
1: any way to regionalize the, the rate, or is it got to be a national uh, application? Well, right now it is national, yeah. but
2: you know Nova Scotia and the Atlantic provinces want on uh, you know a regional yeah. you know, regional would make sense it, it would make sense that yeah. maybe we had an Atlantic and a prairies you know uh, qualification, and then it was maybe large centers had a different qualification. But it's hard to do something like that, and that's quite unpopular because, you know, there's people that are sitting in Toronto, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe to even get into the marketplace, it's $500,000 for a one-bedroom condo. And, you know, if the rules are going to change in Atlantic and the prairies, it's very, you know, unpopular for the rules not to be the same for everyone. So I think changing the stress test is good. Um, It will certainly maybe bring some more buyers into the market, and it will also enable existing homeowners to you know, buy up in the market. So hopefully, there'll be more inventory come online because I think that's one of the biggest issues in Halifax. So mm-hmm. you know, if you have a home, now is a great time to get it listed, going into the spring market because we are at all time lows in terms of the amount of inventory available. There's lots of people out there that are getting pre approved, and we're pre approving people every day. Mm-hmm. But there there's a challenge um, in terms of finding what they want. Right. So I think builders need to start building. And existing homeowners, if you're ready to sell, start getting those homes listed, and I think that we'll start seeing some change in the market. It's very busy.
1: Okay, nine zero two four zero five six thousand. That's the way to reach us for your mortgage-related question. Nine zero two four zero five six thousand or eight seven seven eight zero one eight two five five. And it would not be a Saturday without a chat with Rick. How you doing, Rick? Hey, Rick. Hey,
3: good morning. I love this segment.
1: <laughs> you're not alone.
3: You? <laughs> Look. Uh... If a uh, stress test was uh, ever uh, evident, it would have been in 1982. Uh, we bought our uh, house uh, uh, with a 12.9% mortgage rate. And uh, and they went anyway, up from there. Yeah, and they went up a bit. But what I was getting at is we were kind of advised maybe, you know, because rates were so high, to not buy at that time. Which would have been a terrible, terrible mistake because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't stay up, and then the you know property went up in value, as you know. But uh, anyway, uh, that would be my question. My question is for you know people who kind of looking at getting into the market um, now. Uh, the interest rate, sorry, the interest rate. Uh, the difference between the appreciation of your property mm-hmm. uh, as a real estate investment. Versus the uh, uh, amount of inflation. So, if you bought a house for fifty grand and and ten years later it was worth a hundred grand, what would it have been if it was just inflation? You know, sixty. Or, you know, I guess I'm trying to. Yeah, I
2: think that's uh, a great you, point.
3: You, so, you know what? I'm you know I'll yeah, hang up and let you talk
2: about that. No worries. Thanks, Thanks Rick. We appreciate the call, my friend. Take care. So, Go ahead. So, right now they're saying the inflation's at two point two percent. So. Uh, in Halifax, we were seeing price growths of, you know, one, two, three percent. Last year they're estimating and these are not official numbers, but they're estimating that the price growth was up six percent and the interest rates are at three or less. I think buying a home is a great investment right now and we're in a situation, because of the inventory, it may be buy now or buy never. So if you can afford, you know, a home for three hundred thousand today, mm-hmm. it's gonna be worth more next year. And, you know, potentially there's going to be less inventory, which is going to drive that price up. So, you know, if you're sitting on the fence in terms of buying a home, you know, just like what Rick said, the prices are going to go up. There's a finite amount of land here. I like and, the sound of that as a homeowner. Yeah, it's great for a homeowner. Yeah. You know what? I think, you know, um, Todd, I think your place is worth more today than Oh, you, I've made huge money on that already. Which is great. Yeah. And you know what? That's really going to enable... You know, buyers like you to hold on to that, make some money down the road, yep. and then potentially get into a ho- another home. Okay,
1: right? Okay, nine zero two four zero five six thousand or eight seven seven eight zero one eight two five five. Brenda, good morning. Good morning. Go ahead with your question.
0: I currently am mortgage free in our home, and we're looking to downsize. The house is too big for us, and mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if we're wise to take on uh, another mortgage. And use the equity from our home for
2: travel? Yeah, so I think that's a great question. I actually see this scenario a lot. Um, I see people who are mortgage-free, and I see them going into retirement. And, you know, sometimes their home is their biggest asset. And, you know, people who maybe are retired, and I don't know what your situation is, but there's a finite amount of income. But they're sitting on this huge asset where they really can't, you know, touch the equity. So there's two sides of the situation. I see a lot of people who want to stay in their home, and sometimes they'll put a mortgage or a home equity line of credit or a, even a reverse mortgage on the home to you know, supplement their lifestyle, do renovations to the property that might make it more accessible, uh, and use the, the funds for investments or you know, really to, to augment the, um, you know, the, their lifestyle situation. So I think it's a great, um, it's a great point. I think that, you know, but, you know, selling the existing home, if that doesn't work, makes sense and downsizing. And I think putting a mortgage on the new place does make sense. Putting the proceeds into an investment that you can start drawing down, um, or even, you know, in your bank, account, put it into a GIC, Mm -hmm. put it into, you know, some type of investment where you'll get a bit of a return and... Right now, I think most of investors are receiving more than a three percent return on their money, and mortgage rates are below three percent. I think it's a it's a no lose as long as you can service that payment, and that's not going to negatively impact yeah. you, you know your lifestyle. So, I think great point. Sell the existing home pocket the cash and I would put down a minimum of twenty percent on the new purchase just so you can avoid a yeah, CMHC. You right? can avoid the CMHC yeah. premium because that's not uh, you know those are funds you're never gonna get back. Yeah. And if you're sitting so, on the money, it never makes sense to a CMHC insure it even though the rate is a little low. And that's bit equity lower. she'll have in it when she eventually sells that, right? Exactly. So the money's coming back, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I think either put a mortgage on the existing home and invest that and you know live off the proceeds or sell the existing home and put a new mortgage on the new property, maybe at 80% of that purchase price. Either way, I think there's something viable there, and I think it's something you should look at. And I think anybody who owns a a home free and clear, you know, should really look at that situation. Does
1: that answer your question, Brenda?
0: Yes, because mostly homes that we're looking to downsize to cost more than what our home would sell for.
2: Yeah, exactly. So we can certainly (laughs) use... A portion of your sale proceeds for that down payment like your 20% and then put the rest of the funds you know in an investment that can make you a little okay. bit of money thank All you right. Brenda. Thanks, Brenda appreciate
1: Thanks. it 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255 we've got Bill on the line got some questions on Twitter as well we'll be right back with Clinton Wilkins oh yeah there you go that's a good one refugee not bad 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Mortgage-related questions. Bill, good morning. Good morning. How you doing, fellas? We're well. Good. How you doing? <clears throat>
0: good. Listen, I'm, I'm sort of hollering a little bit because I got my phone on speakerphone, so I hear you guys better.
1: Yeah, no okay. sweat. Anyway, we can I got, hear
0: you. I, oh, perfect. I got two questions for you, Quentin, actually. Sure. The first one is... I got three homes. Each one we'll say is valued at a hundred thousand dollars. I got a mortgage on the three of them at eighty percent, so each one has an eighty thousand dollar mortgage. Mm-hmm. Two of the two of them are rentals, and one is my private home. I want to go and I want to put a hundred and twenty thousand dollar mortgage on the first hundred thousand, a hundred and twenty thousand dollars on the second property, and have mine paid off, but I can still use the third one as collateral. So it's not like they're doing anything beneficial to me. Is that possible?
2: No. The maximum that you can finance in terms of, uh, you know, refinance after you own the property would be 80% of the market value of the property. And in terms of a residential mortgage, uh, there's no such thing as a blanket. So we can't blanket two or blanket three to make that 80% mark work. So the way that you have it set up, if they're leveraged at 80% already, then you're good, and you just have to keep it the way that it is. So, having your home free and clear, you know, is great in terms of not having you know interest and not being able to tax deduct it, and you know, jacking the mortgages up on the rentals. But the maximum you can finance the um, mortgage to the property value would be eighty percent. So, I think in your okay. situation, the way it and is and is the right way. Um,
4: I'm
0: sorry. Um, a second question, Clinton, is this. Um, the mortgages have been paid for the last five years or so, mm-hmm. and there 's a lot more value in the the homes now it 's probably down around sixty five percent okay but, and on top of that the, the homes have increased quite a bit of money. But when I talk to the bank about this, they say, well now you 've got to go get an appraisal for mm-hmm. each of the houses if right. you want now, if I go down and call a mortgage broker and say, "This is I want to get a mortgage, do I have to go and pay for an appraisal?"
2: Well, certainly for, for the homes, it depends where we go and who we use. So some lenders have programs where they'll reimburse you for the cost of the appraisal on closing. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, I think you probably have two files here, one for each of your rental properties and figure out what the market value is. And if the market value really has increased, you can borrow up to 80% of the market value and there may be enough equity to pay off the third property or owner occupied but i think that you know having a look at the two rentals could be a value and then once we do have the appraisals you can go up to 80% of that market value so you know for example if the properties are worth you know 150 each you can put a mortgage on each of those rentals at 120,000 so that could work yeah that I just
0: work. don't want to pay the $300 appraisal. Yeah, piece.
2: and you'll have to pay it up front. You'll have to pay it up front because no lenders are willing to pay for an appraisal for you if they don't know if the file is going to go through, yeah. right? Because right. then it's just that a sunk sun cost. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, there's, but there's lots of lenders that do have promos on where, you know, if you're a new customer to the lender, uh, you know, you can get reimbursed for the appraisal on closing. So I think that's something certainly to look at and you can give us a call or you know you know check out y- your favorite unbiased mortgage no, professional no call bill
1: call clinton he's the guy okay thanks know that thanks for All the right, call thanks, give bill. him a buzz he'll do it for you for sure uh peter you're next go ahead peter
4: hi uh, i'd like to bring up something that a lot of folks might be interested in in regards to lots of equity in their uh, in their home sure go ahead and that is and i guess the question would be wouldn't it be smart to access uh, the amount of equity in, that you have in your home through a line of credits at a, a very low interest rate and max out your TSFA account. For example, if you're paying 4% on your line of credit mm-hmm. and you can get a self-directed TSFA account that's maxed, let's say it's 70 or 80 grand, and then you can spin that into uh, somewhere between a 10 to 20% return on investment, which is tax-free.
2: I think that's, a, no, I think that? that's a no-brainer. You know I think that you know there's there's a methodology called the Smith maneuver which means that you can bring the amount of debt on your home up to eighty percent whether it's a home equity line of credit or whether it's a mortgage typically mortgage rates are lower than home equity lines of credit but I think putting the difference into an investment and if it's in a TFsa that's uh, protected in terms of tax or an RSP where you may draw it down in the future you know if you're if you're able to make more than the three or four percent that the uh, mortgage or home equity line of credit interest is in terms of a return on that investment, I think that's a, that's a great solution. And we do see consumers all the, de- uh, you know, all the time. Sometimes they own their home free and clear, and they'll put a mortgage or a home equity line of credit on it for investment purposes. Or you know, they have equity up to 80% of that property value, and they'll invest whatever they can borrow. So I think that's definitely a viable solution.
4: It, it, it just appears so that the bulk of Canadians aren't aware of the power of that TSFA. Even if they're putting it into an RRSP, no matter what, when they withdraw it, they still have to uh, pay tax on it. Yeah, and you I think that the there, there's there.
2: there's pros and cons to both solutions. And, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, but I can tell you I see consumers all the, all the time that are borrowing against their home for investment purposes. So I think, you know, getting that investment advice from someone who is a professional in terms of investment, I think that's great. You know, I love TFSAs because, you know, it doesn't matter. You can make 100% return on your money and you're not being taxed. And that's really the government wants Canadians to increase their savings. And if borrowing the funds to put into the savings, as long as you're going to make more return and than have, that interest. And you have
1: good financial advice on you, the other side of exactly, it. Right? Exactly.
2: Yeah. As long as you're making more than that interest, yeah. you know, I think that that certainly is viable. Yeah. And a safe portfolio, obviously. For sure.
1: Thank you, Peter. Great. Okay, Uh, just one quick uh, question on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So is it going to be laid off in the next five to six months? I definitely don't want to default on my mortgage. Any advice quickly on that? Yeah,
2: we see seasonal employees all the time. You know, that's very common in Atlantic Canada. And, uh, you know, really doing a mortgage while you're working is the right time to do it because, Mm -hmm. you know, lenders love lending money to people who are working. Mm -hmm. And people, uh, lenders love lending money to people when they don't need it. Mm-hmm. But when you need it, sometimes that's a hard time to get it. Yeah. So I think that you know, looking at a mortgage refinance could be a good solution. Maybe getting some equity out of the home, maybe extending that amortization to lower the payments could be a great solution. But do it while you're working. And then if even if that's not a, a possibility, some lenders will allow a mortgage capitalization. You know, if someone loses their job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe they can capitalize one, two, three, four payments, depending on what the lender's policies are. Um, but if you do have an insured mortgage, like if you bought a home and put down less than 20% and you had an insured mortgage from the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, Genworth or Canada Guarantee, they have programs to help consumers stay in their homes through financial difficulties. So, you know, there's lots of opportunities. Okay, unfortunately, we're at a time. we got
1: some other people who are calling, so you'll be back next month, all right? When are you back? I am back in March. In
2: March? Uh, and we'll certainly have lots of time to In chat. about a
1: month. Okay, we apologize for not getting to everybody, uh, but people need to call sooner, right? Next yeah, they
2: call sooner. You can yeah. shoot us a message. Yeah, you get, can, you get can, a hold of you.
1: you can. If if vi- people who have a question for you, how do they get a hold of you?
2: Check us out online at teamclinton.ca slash radio. You can send us a message. There's lots of great content on our website. You can send me an email. You can give us a call. Uh, or if you'd rather, you know, send Todd um, yeah, a, message. a message, he can certainly yes, send can it, throw it through to me. Along. Absolutely. Clinton, great work as always. Thanks for having me, Todd. And you'll be back next month. We'll be back We'll be back next month. And I just want to say, you know, happy February to everyone. It's the month of love. Hopefully you love your home. If not, 2020. <laughs> 2020. Get, get a hold of Clinton. He's the guy right
1: here. Uh, and I know he's uh, modest, but he's the guy right here. Thank you, Clinton. Thanks, Todd.